Five, four, three, two, one. Um, welcome back, guys. I know I haven't been here in a minute because, you know, life has been crazy and I honestly didn't know what to talk about because the only thing I really had to talk about was just all the racism and turmoil and all those crazy things. And honestly, as truthful and relevant that is to life, and always has and always will be relevant to life. Um, it, it's okay. Um, so I've been thinking of what to come back with and talk to, to do. And today, um, I don't know. I've kind of been into just watching stuff since my film class. And there are two movies that I watched recently that I thought I might do a little review on. I'm no like masterful film expert or anything, but it's my opinion, so I'm gonna give it. So first I'm gonna talk about The Mule by Clint Eastwood, and then, well, not by, well, he produced it starring him. So starring Clint Eastwood, and then the other one is No Country for Old Men, which is another thing that, um we were shown in my film class because they were she was showing like um she's talking about violence and showing and stuff like that but anyways let me start by talking about the mule so this movie it um so due to financial issues, horticulturist Earl Stone becomes a courier for a drug cartel. Slowly, he grows closer to his estranged family, but his illegal activities threaten much more than his life. Now, this movie, what I liked about it was it was extremely understated. Like the entire time I was watching... I was like, oh, I hope this doesn't turn, like, at the end, it doesn't turn into no shootout, him getting shot up and left on the side of the road kind of thing. Because, let's be honest with you, when it comes to, like, movies with the cartel, that's, they don't generally have a happy ending. But, I don't know, Clint Eastwood, I know he has quite a rap sheet but to be honest with you never i don't think i've ever watched one of his movies before like i know his name and everything and i know he's a renowned actor you know he looking it up right now he's been in movies like grand trino million dollar baby ah i know he was known for westerns and stuff so this is quite interesting I don't know. But anyways, I have to say that I generally really enjoyed this movie because, um, I don't know, like I was saying, like, usually when I watch these cartels, they turn bloody fast. And I just like how the story progresses. First one, first run, second run, fifth run. And it makes me show that 
even though at first his character was kind of like oblivious to everything they he kind of knew what he was doing because i think it was on his third run that he stopped to like see what was inside the bag and then the police comes over and then he puts something on the dog's nose so the dog can't smell the cocaine or whatever and even then he him when he gets introduced to uh i don't remember which one was it julio when he gets introduced to julio and then he's trying to uh force the guy to stay on route and all these other things because he just wants to get paid this like whole aggressive machismo trying to prove himself i could see like it's like the typical thing i would expect from a movie like this with the cartel you know people have pride ambition and greed and then people do anything to get to the top but i like that despite everything that's going on it stays kind of like minimal low risk kind of thing except like towards the end when they kill the 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 cartel leader laton and take over and then my boy from good girls uh manny montana or axel in this movie say oh if you ever divert or go off then we're just gonna kill you and they show you laton and everything and then when i saw that I was like, oh, I have a feeling this is going to end badly. But then, you know, Bradley Cooper and then Michael Pena trying to find who this cartel is that's moving like 300 pounds of coke. And they drove by each other. He even sits down, has a conversation with him talking about, oh, uh, I lost my family because I was he was just always on the road, on the road, doing things, forgetting things. And I like that, you know, I don't know exactly what it was in the story that um, Earl chose to just not be at home. Like, he kind of says at the end that he he was a good horticulturist but a crappy father. But I don't know, like, what got him to that point. But I like, despite everything, in the end, there's some reconciliation reconciliation with his ex-wife reconciliation with his daughter and he takes care of his granddaughter because i guess i think that's a admirable quality in all of us despite the circumstances a man that will go above and beyond just for the benefit of his family even if it's to his own degradation and destruction of himself i think it's an admirable quality like i I hope that a lot of people never have to resort to becoming a mule for a Mexican drug cartel just to look after his family. But if that's what he has to do for redemption, what he had to do. And, you know, even in the end when his his wife is dying and he apologizes and she forgives him. And then she asks what he was doing and he tells her the truth. And she laughs, she doesn't believe him. But I think at least in the end it was great. And even when they're chasing him down you know and then there's the big reveal that the old man that he saw was the one that he was chasing the entire time and he's like oh 
I'm the reason you missed your anniversary. And he's like, but then he, he takes the, he takes his advice, I think. I think his character, Bradley Cooper's character actually takes the advice. And maybe after that, he doesn't go on the road so much and then at least takes time to develop his family because then it'll never resort to how it ended up going. But yeah, what I liked, but like this movie was great because it completely subverted my expectation of what a cartel movie could be and that a cartel movie doesn't have to be this overly crazy, hyped up, guns going off, people shooting each other and bodies getting dropped for it to be a good movie because quite frankly, the movie is very slow. It's a lot of them, him just driving and then you see him getting money and then what he does with the money, you know, opening back up a bar, getting back his house, getting his new pickup truck, paying for his granddaughter's tuition, all these things. It's kind of it's kind of crazy and you know me just saying this to you it doesn't sound like it's like a quality movie like it does it sounds pretty boring and bland but when it's all put together with all the the character itself his backstory and his path to redemption i think it was a it was a very good movie and if this is what all his other movies are kind of like i I kind of want to watch some of the classics of Clint Eastwood. I think um, that'd be worth it. Okay. Alright. So, I would have to say, it says that uh, this was given like a 7 out of 10 on IMDb, 70% Rotten Tomatoes. I'd, I'd give it that. 70, 80. It was, it was a good movie. I liked you know, even the, like, the wide shots and everything. Beautiful cinematography. Overall, good movie. I would actually watch it again. I would actually watch it again. And the next movie, No Country for Old Men. This movie kind of upset me. And it didn't upset me in the fact that, like, Like, how do I explain it? It didn't accept me, upset me in the fact that it was a bad movie. It upset me in how it ended. And I think, because uh, I, after I watched the movie, um, I kind of was looking up to just trying to figure out what the ending meant. Like, I, I went to my own conclusions, but... Um, I just wanted to see, because this movie is quite old. It's been out for 13 years. So I was like, hmm. Because quite frankly, in my class that I was talking about, what she showed us was just the beginning scene when, um, what's his name? The, the main guy that was chasing him, Anton, was, uh, he was just like choking. He was choking out that, that, um, that sh I don't not constable, but you know, choking out that like a uh, police officer and killing him with the blood and everything. So that kind of got me intrigued. So then now sitting back and rewatching it and watching the entire movie, I was kind of like, wow. 
it's kind of interesting just how the whole story progressed too with uh josh brolin so llewellyn how he was kind of just hunting then he sees a dog and then he sees like this sort of shootout and then he asks where the where's the guy the one guy with the money he takes this money and then i guess what i've come to real what i come what i saw in the beginning was that he kind of has this sort of that's not right kind of thing like because he goes home it's 4 a.m in the morning i'm almost certain like he was there like 12 3 o'clock so it's almost certain this guy is dead and he wakes up at 4 a.m in the morning and he's like you know what fuck it i gotta go get this guy water because one of the guys he's asked him for water he said he didn't have any so he goes all the way back and then it starts on this desperate hunt where he, he's trying to get away with this money then this and don't like he was just crazy busting through doors just murdering all these people this movie was incredibly violent but i i like the chase i liked i don't know one thing kind of pissed me off though this whole you know that this whole like he's a vietnam vet so he he knows what it's like Kind of pissed me off, not in the fact that he's a Vietnam vet, but you know, the whole, like, why they always got to be like this crazy ass veteran that sees something. And that's why he's on this crazy thing. He's the best that there ever was, you know, he's sitting there having a conversation with Woody Harrelson saying, oh, he's a vet too. I think it's, it's kind of, I don't know, a little far-fetched. But it doesn't take away the movie from me. I just think it's the whole, I guess the whole American thing too, where, you know, you're a vet. So that's, that's the reason why they are so resourceful and all these other things. And I've never been to war. So like, I, I don't know, but I just think, why, why does our character, why does all these badass characters always have to be ex-military? Why can't they just be... You know, why couldn't he just be a man? Like, I like the whole fact that he was a man that just stumbled upon this money. And maybe through a background of maybe not being the best guy, he went through all these circumstances and that's how he kept alive. But the fact that he was a vet just kind of makes it seem America. Our vets are the best kind of thing, you know. It was a, it was a little too preachy, preachy for me. But that's a lot of American films, you know gotta show off america and how why america is the best and all that kind of stuff but anyways back to what i was saying i don't know this movie was extremely violent and i feel like for me at least one of is one of the movies where i've always wanted to write a book or do a movie where the entire movie you think the main character is um main character then at the end you come to realize that it's not it's someone else completely different because it seems like the entire movie that Llewellyn's the boss he's like kind of the main focus but at the end it occurred to me that the main character was actually Roger Rice's character 
So, um, yeah, sorry, got a little phone call. But anyways, like I was saying, it was, I feel like the main character was actually the sheriff. Because while all these things are happening to Llewellyn and kind of the foreground, you know, we're seeing him, you know, be resourceful, you know, putting the money in the vent and pulling it out. And then all these other people waiting for him, you know, and that kind of aha moment again, where he's sitting there and he's like, how did this man know it was me? He wakes up, takes it out, finds the transmitter. And then, you know, he goes on this wild goose chase, throws the money over, you know, tells him, comes up with this elaborate scheme and plan of how he's going to make sure his wife Carla Jean gets the money and then I'm kind of sad that in the end Llewellyn just kind of dies and I don't see and we don't see how or what transpired but you know it's it's obvious that Anton killed him so he wasn't able to run away which I guess for the type of movie kind of makes sense it kind of goes back to the whole cartel thing where you where like you know in the mule it was this very understated all these things are happening and then it brings you to this conclusion and you're like wow i'm glad it didn't go this violent route whereas no country for old men is like the complete opposite from the beginning we see the type of movie it's going to be he chokes the officer out with the chain and then he just he has this little i guess also the sheriff was kind of relating it like it's this thing that you use to like kill cattle so that it's it's painless but he's he's there and he's doing that and he's busting through like locks of doors and just popping people you know puts it on the gun silences people kills carson wells who he knows and you know there's this he has this whole principle where you know he stole the money, so it doesn't matter if he gets it back. He's going to kill you. But if you're lucky, pick a coin. And if you call it right, he'll let you live. That's the only thing that kind of makes sense to him in his wild, deranged world of his. And I'm guessing, because Llewellyn didn't take the money, I, I feel like he probably... Because I would like to see if... when he was When he was getting killed, if he gave him the option of heads or tails... And he uh, kind of, maybe, I have a feeling like, because I want to know, did he just kill him right then and there for not following his instructions? Or did he at least give him a chance with heads or tails like he did with the gas station clerk? And with, and I, I don't remember if he did it with Woody. But like he, and then at the end with Car Jean, where he's kind of just like, pick and she's like she refuses and it goes off scene and it also it's kind of like inception you know christopher nolan's inception where there's a lot of it's an open-ended ending so you're not quite sure what happens because i'd like to know if he killed her or not because i have a strong feeling that he didn't that she defied him in a way that made no sense to him so it left him because even when he walks because when he walks out it kind of alludes that he did kill her because you know he kind of looks at the bottom of his shoe but 
I, I honestly don't believe that he did. Really. I, I don't think he killed her. But that's just my interpretation. And then, you know, him getting hit by a car and then giving the kid a hundred bloody dollars and just walks away off the end. And then it goes back to... This is why I think the sheriff is the main character because all these things are happening in the foreground and in the background, you know. He's just telling these stories. He's telling the other sheriff, oh, he tells Carla Jean that whole story about that cattle and killing it mercilessly. He goes and talks to the other sheriff. He talks to Carla Jean again and saying, how can I help your husband? And then at the end, you know... After all the slaughter and the bloodbath and how crazy it is, he goes and talks to his uncle, a retired sheriff, or whatever, and he's saying, which is kind of also what, the thing that I read up on, where he was saying that he, he quits because he knows he's not capable for this world because, you know, back in the day, I guess he was saying criminals, or what their, the writing piece said, criminals were more honorable, in a sense. And, you know, it was just kind of fist fights and gunfights, but now it's gone too crazy with, you know, people popping each other in the head with these, like this, the gas machine that he uses and all that kind of stuff. And he's like, he's just not equipped for this new world. And after going through an ordeal like that, just seeing all these, the cartel people in the beginning all get shot up and killed and then all, and the wake of, you know, the hotels and how you, people are violently murdering the hotels and all across the border and everything i would quit too because just imagining that if that's what he saw just in this case i could only imagine i think he said in the other 25 years he's been a sheriff all the other crazy ass shit he's seen because he said he's not the craziest scene he's ever seen so i'm not at all surprised at the results you know not at all surprised but everything going back i i think it was a really good movie and to me even before i read the ending to me when he was telling about his dream and how his dad said you know like his dad went forward and then left him behind and that his dad's waiting for him i guess to me what i read it as is that he he saw himself that if he continued on his path of being a police officer he'd just end up dying like his dad and his dad is there waiting for him already, in my opinion. And that, you know, I think he's just afraid. He was afraid of what this new future of crime and everything would bring. So he just wanted to see peace and that's why he quit. I, it was a very interesting movie. And I kinda would like to pick the brain of the Coens for um, just to kind of see what they really meant the movie meant because I didn't do extensive research to see if they ever answered but I have a feeling they didn't because like Christopher Nolan they kind of left it up for us to decide and decipher so who knows probably after this I'm going to read some, watch some videos where they analyze the ending but that was a really good movie and there are two completely opposite stories both of them involving the cartel one extremely understated crazy this old white man is the biggest guy moving 300 pounds of coke a month and 
in the end, he reconciles with his family and just goes to jail. And at the end, you see him like being a horticulturist again. And on this other, and on the other hand, this guy stumbles upon money, and you end up getting him. And then pretty much everyone in his immediate circle killed, to the point where it makes the sheriff quit and has him dreaming about his dad, and has his dad just waiting for him because this world of crime and violence is too much for him to handle. Quite varying contrasts, but yeah, that's all for me. Thank you. I hope you enjoyed this, and hopefully more to come soon. Bye.